Hey there, gang. It's Ralph here. I hope you enjoy Hollywood Babylon in Dublin, Ireland. And if you happen to be in the UK, well, guess what? You're up next. Here's your chance to see Hollywood Babylon live. Kevin and I are bringing Hollywood Babylon to the UK next. Starting this Saturday, May 11th, we'll be at Symphony Hall in Birmingham, England. Then, the next night, Sunday, May 12th, we will be in Manchester, England, England. Then Tuesday, May 14th, it's on to Edinburgh, Scotland at Usher Hall. And then finally on Wednesday, May 15th, we'll be at the Indigo at the O2 in London, England. Tickets for these shows are still available, but there's only a couple left. You might want to jump on that right now. How do you do that? Well, it's easy enough. You go to csmod.com. That's S-E-E-S-M-O-D.com. Find your date, click on the tickets and info box, and boom, Bob's your uncle, as they say here in jolly old England. Hope to see you at a Hollywood Babylon in the UK soon. Cheers, mate. It's time to babble the fuck on. Live from the Vicker Street Theater in Dublin, Ireland, it's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Nothing like coming all the way over here and getting left out of the champ. Oh, Thank come you. on. They love you, too. It is Thursday night in Dublin, Ireland, ladies and gentlemen. So let's babble the fuck out. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! You beauties. Look at you. So awesome to be here. I, it's funny. When you come to venues that you've been before, like you recognize them usually by the backstage first. But when I walked out here, I was like, I laid on this stage once. Like, I did a show here where it like, gave me my first Guinness, and I was like, fuck. And I laid down <laughs> after I drank and did the show from my belly on the floor and shit in my heavier days. And wow. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of fun and stuff. Um, I love coming over here because I think, other than New Jersey, culturally, this is the place that... I probably feel like the most connection to in terms of this is where my people are from. Yeah, me too. Here, my mom. Me too. A couple of Irish lads up here. Yeah, my mom's, uh, uh, she was adopted and stuff by some folks named Schultz, but originally her name was McCormick. My dad's side of the family has lots of Irish in it as well. So when I was a kid, they're like, you're so pale because you're from Ireland. And I didn't understand what that meant until I came here. I was like, oh, <laughs> I see. You burn in the sun as well. Like, well, it's because it comes out four minutes a day, six months out of the year. That's why. I was walking around today. I was like, what the fuck is that shining thing in the sky? All of a sudden, where did that come from? Oh, that's right. There is sun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the play. You know, I was named, my middle name is Patrick. So fucking uh, St. Patrick's Day was always a big deal. Ireland has always been a big deal in our house because we were poor growing up and shit. We went on vacations around America, but we never really left America and stuff. So Same. that was always something that, like, we're going to go one day. We're going to go back culturally to where we're from. We're going to go to Ireland. 
But dad never made enough money to make that kind of trip and shit. So years later, when I got into business and stuff, I had to come over here for things. So I, I started coming over, and I told my mom, I've been there. I fucking been to Ireland. She's like, what's it like? I was like, fucking green and wet, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, Two mom. of your favorite things, green yeah. and wet. <laughs> True. <laughs> She'd be very happy here. So uh, there was, a, is there a college, is Trinity College? Here? Trinity, yes. There was, I believe it was, well, I'm not saying boo or yay. I'm just saying, I'm just asking for Boo education, fuck learning. <laughs> Who could boo a college? That's, it's one of the things I love about, like, Ireland. They throw low-key shade at everything. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my God, I was in the car when I got picked up, and I was like, uh, the guy brought me into town. And as we were coming in, you know, was, uh, it's been 10 hours on a plane. I fucking went to bed stone, woke up in fucking Ireland and shit like that. <laughs> so I'm getting, like, readjusted, and as we're pulling in the city, I'm like, there's water here? Like, there's, a, there's this fucking river going into town. And he's like, yeah, there's always been a river and stuff. <laughs> and I said, really? Because he was like, new buildings that went up. And, you know, he's like, used to be warehouses here. And then they put up these very expensive condos. I was like, did they add the river as well? And he said, that's, <laughs> that's been here for quite some time. And I said, oh, that's right. I said, sometimes I forget, man. This is an island, right? And he goes, thank God. <laughs> And I said, what's that about? And he's like, well, if you keep going, there's that other thing. What do they call it? The UK. <laughs> it protects them. It protects the people of this like, land. Meow. Like, just low-key shade. Not openly hostile or shitty, but just like, yeah, fuck them in the ass. <laughs> it's something we both also have inherited it's from the Irish, so. actually. Very yes. much. Reminds me of my mother. Yes. Not the ass-fucking no, part. No, no, no. <laughs> the low-key shade part. Yeah. So, Mom, I finally brought our family to Dublin where I talked about you getting fucked in the ass. <laughs> oh, Tiger. <laughs> what would... part of the country are you from? Do you know which, uh, which county or whatever your folks come from? I, the poor one, I would imagine, <laughs> <laughs> if I know anything about our family. You? What about you? You're from someplace, right? Uh, we were spread out, but way, way, way back before they came. <laughs> That's what they said about the garments. That's They're true. All They're spread all spread out. out. Shit. We were a big lot. <laughs> um, we, uh, Wexford, I know we have people from Wexford. In fact, the Your fucking cousins. <laughs> Another county heard from. In fact, uh, I think at one time Wexford was originally known as Loch Garmin. There's a loch there. There still is? Yeah. I got a lock, bitch. <laughs> I should show up and say, here's my ID. Where's my fucking lock? <laughs> it's Loch Garmin. If you got a lock, do you have a, a fucking Nessie? Do you have like a monster <laughs> in it and shit? Yes. Because we can make some fucking money off this shit. It's a small monster, but it has giant balls. <laughs> floats, floats to the they surface. They found him right away because the balls are always That's keeping right. them off. Yes. He's like, I can't escape like Nessie. But uh, we've got family uh, originally from uh, Cork as well and Derry as well. Yeah, so. Oh, look at you, man. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm real vague. Like, I think we're from here. You're like, we're legit from here. Yeah, we've got a couple of counties covered. Why'd you guys leave? Uh, hunger, from what I understand. <laughs> To the best of my knowledge, very, very hungry. <laughs> they seem to have worked out the food thing by now, but, but I guess back There was then. a time where the, everybody was really hungry. So no doubt. A lot of them left for the, for the new land, as they called it. And now, here I am coming back to the old land again, <laughs> saying, take me, please, save me from the new land. How strange that, like, once, many years ago, somebody was like, we're fucking hungry. Let's change the course of fucking this family's destiny. Yeah. And then years later, you're like, I do a podcast. <laughs>
That's why my ancestors struggled, so I could do a podcast. You're absolutely right, Kevin. <laughs> so many of us died to get to America. What do you do, young Ralph? I do a podcast. Yeah, I, uh, talk into a microphone for a living. How about you, fellas? Oh, still, still peat farmers. Okay, fair enough. Okay. No, I love coming back here. It's been a while. We haven't been here, I don't know, four or five years since the last time we came. Yeah. But it's just, the, the people are great, and, and it's just so much fun. We went to, um, any uh, members of, any uh, Ralph Report fans out there? Anybody? Well, uh, Steve Ashton, our UK correspondent, is also here tonight. He stopped by to say hi. Steve! And, uh, where is Steve, by the way? Steve, you in the house anywhere? No, he left. He quit. <laughs> anyway, so he showed up because he wanted to see the show uh, here, and um, we decided to go out and have lunch, and so we went to a pub called the Harry Lemon. Is that a, like a sexual thing? I have no idea. I was afraid to ask. <laughs> is that what they call it here, the Harry Lemon? Give me the Harry Lemon. Um, and then we went on to the Guinness Brewery uh, tour, which oh, you I hadn't done in a long time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like... It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory for drunks. I felt like I won the golden ticket. I was like, look at, look at all the barley and listen where the magic happens right here. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure inebriation. <laughs> so it was, thank you so much. If you want to brew paradise. <laughs> exactly. And so we did that, and it's just, I just wish I could, I'm coming back longer next time for sure, because there's so much to see in Dublin, let alone uh, the rest of the country as well. It's just been too long. So happy to be here, and thank you guys for being here as well. Yeah, we thanks for coming out. I was saying to Ralph, Sorry like, it took us so long to get back here, but we're happy we, to be here. Earlier today, I was like, isn't it fucking nuts, man, that like people, like, we're welcome in another country. We're like, come do that shit you do in America, do it here. And I was like, what an honor. It's really fucking yeah, sweet, man. Thanks great. for having us. Thanks for coming out and stuff. We have been, um, too, it's been too long. Since <laughs> My man was here. like, that deserves more. <laughs> and the rest of the crowd was like, no, no we've done enough. Moving the fuck good. on. We're good. They're thankful. We get it. <laughs> it's been too long since we've been here. But in fairness, uh, some of us have been very busy making movies and things besides. It's true. Not just podcasting. His people would be happy if they saw him after starving in Ireland. They would say, oh, at least he makes movies. He does something positive with his life. Well, we haven't seen the movie yet, but I assume it's true. It's, it's true. Wait till I they see it. Then they'll be like, let's go be hungry instead. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. These people will buy a ticket. I, boy, I, I hope the whole world reacts to it that way. That'd be amazing. That's not going to happen. Uh, we had a fucking... Yeah. He's absolutely right. Um, I got to gather very, like, Kevin Smith-centric people into one place <laughs> yes, to watch you it. Then, then it'll really work. Like, my mom, my brother, you. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a fucking blast. It was amazing. Last time I was over here, well, since I was over here last time, I guess is really the correct wording. Um, I went on a weird journey. Almost died and shit. And then after that, I was like, fuck it, I want to make a movie about almost dying, but it has to be a comedy. And so that's what Jane Son of Bob reboot is. Right. And when I, when I, like after the heart attack, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't wait to see what kind of art he makes now because he survived. It's going to be deep. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> You're the new Ingmar Bergman all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And by deep, do you mean like kiddie pool deep? Because that's. <laughs> But then the movie actually wound up taking on this uh, weird, wonderful uh, depth. Uh, like, it, it just it wanted to be whatever it wanted to be, not so much what I intended it to be prior to the heart attack and stuff. So it's really funny, but it is 
this for me it was like the last 10 minutes of uh remember big fish the tim burton movie sure so yeah. albert finney's like being carried through his life by everyone he met in the entire fucking movie as he's about to die and right shit. right that's what it felt like to make that movie man because as i was making it every day somebody from my past showed up and like hey let's play like we used to we did a fucking scene and then whoosh, they fucked off and moved on and then the next day somebody else came in and all of them had the same fucking reaction because we pulled a better cast on this movie than we did on Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. When most people think about that movie, they think like, oh, it's got all those cameos and right, shit. Right, sure. But this movie, like going into it, we didn't know what we had. We knew Ralph was coming to join us and we knew, you thank God. Thank you. And like we I had something better to do. Don't applaud, really. <laughs> I was sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> and I said, what, being a movie? I said, all right. do that on camera. <laughs> like, that's productive. And he produced them. Um, <laughs> So Diedrich Bader and, and Jason Biggs and Ralph, when yes. we started, those are the only people we knew were definitely going to be in the movie, and we're kind of hoping for the rest of the cast. So if you look at the end credits, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, you know, we do a f series of faces. Of, These are all the fuckers that were in the movie and shit like that. There's 22 of those in the tail credits of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm in post on Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. I just, the movie's done, like I'm done with the movie, it's cut and shit. You can watch men, well you can't, but I can anytime <laughs> right, I want. Yes. Um, but now I'm working on the credit sequence, just packing it, like there's stuff that didn't make the movie, so I'm like, instead of just rolling credits, half the screen will be shit we cut out, half will be fucking... A cannonball credit. run kind exactly. of thing. Exactly, yes. exactly. I loved those, those movies for that. Um, so like, as I'm uh, putting it together and doing the cast list and it, I, I like pay, taking footage where everyone breaks character and looks like the movies are fun just like the <laughs> cannonball run like when i saw those movies as a kid one of the reasons i wanted to make movies because like that looks fucking fun they put it in the credits like people messing up and laughing you're like what a great fucking job and my old man worked for the post office and he was like we don't laugh like that at the mail you know like, so so it was one of those things that like i was it, it infected me and years later when i was in the movie business i was like it can be fun like that so i put it in the credits 22 in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent Bob Reboot? Yes. 44. Holy moly. We got an amazing fucking cast, and every one of them, and it was even harder than the first one, because the first one we shot out in Los Angeles, so it's like, you know, you call people, roll out of bed and roll down the street and be in this movie. We were in New Orleans, so it was like, you got to get on a plane. So we thought that would have hurt us. Right. But we were like, you got to get on a plane and go to New Orleans dur during Mardi Gras, and we're going to put you up for free. They're like, done. <laughs> so <you know>, like, <laughs> So every drunkard in Hollywood came out to be in the movie and shit. It was really nice. So um, it was sweet. But everybody who came and worked for the one day, uh, except for Ralph, who I see all the time, but they all did this at the end of the We'd shoot. We'd have fun and stuff. And when they were leaving, uh, I'd be like, oh, my God, thanks for coming. And every one of them, man to a woman, would go like this. I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> and then leave. And then I realized, oh, shit, that's how we got a great cast. Because everyone's like, this fucker almost died. Let's do his movie, you know. You got to attend your own funeral, basically. <laughs> it really yeah. was. So it was kind of sweet. So the making of the movie was exhausting just by virtue of the fact that I forgot. It's been a long time since I was in the movie while directing the movie, and I'm in every fucking scene in this, this one around. I, the director, Kevin Smith, really hated the writer, Kevin Smith, while he was making the movie, because right. I'm like, why am I in every scene? Because some stony writer was like, this will be fun. You know, if I <laughs> forgot that there's work involved. So... 21 days was the shoot. It was exactly the length of uh, shooting Clerks, but this movie far more complicated and shit. And Ralph came out to play, and the movie will be here. Universal has it over here, and they'll be releasing it. In the, they haven't announced yet, but probably somewhere in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, but 
there's no trailer yet. Probably won't be until Comic Con. But since we're here, I I don't have a trailer. I said it won't be till Comic Con. What the fuck? Pay attention. <laughs> there are very obtuse people, aren't they? We ask so little. Just <laughs> listen to us. No, but what I did was rather than bring you a trailer, I brought you something a little more relevant. It's the scene that Ralph is in. So. Now, this is also, this will be good because you guys get to see something and stuff, but more importantly for me as the filmmaker, it's useful because I get to listen to the audience. So if they're not laughing, he's fucking cut. So, <laughs> so if you like Ralph, juice it up is all I'm saying. Um, you got a clip? You got it? We got a clip of right. uh, Jay and Silent. I think these might be the first people to see a clip from Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. You absolutely are. Do you want to set anything up, or you just want to roll it? The only thing I want to set up is don't fucking film this. Yeah, really. I'll be in so much trouble and shit, number one. Number two, this happens in the first uh, 15 minutes, 17 minutes of the movie. Um, If you're familiar with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the plot was Jay and Silent Bob find out Hollywood's making a movie about him, so they go to Hollywood, try to stop that movie. We made that movie 18 years ago, and I've grown and matured as a filmmaker since then. So, Right. So what happens now? Absolutely. In Jay and Silent Bob uh-huh. reboot, Jay and Silent Bob find out that Hollywood is making a, a reboot of that old movie about right. them. And they go to Hollywood to stop it all over again. You really have grown. Same fucking movie. So this is after they've been told that a movie exists, and they uh, go try to travel there. Now, last movie, they instantly went to get on a bus, and then they were like, what? The bus? They charged? That shit was free when we were kids. Right. Then they start, you know, hitching and shit. So this time around, uh, they go to, you know, they're smarter. They go to an airport first. <laughs> sure. Shit don't work out at the airport. <laughs> yeah. um, but but uh, they're introduced to the notion of a ride share. Oh. So this completely foreign notion to them, so they find out about it. Uh, and this is what happens right after that moment. So they've just found out that they can use a rideshare app called Ride Me Now. And, uh, <laughs> Does that make you think of your mom too? Yes. <laughs> um, but it's also me trying to feather our nest, man. When the movies are done, we're going fucking app, man. We're I'll, gonna, I'll be a driver for Ride Me Now. That's what I'm saying, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. You call up, you call, and me or you show up like, hello. <laughs> so, um, so this is the sequence in the movie. They've just found out that they could use a ride share app to get across country, but they're about to encounter a problem, which Ralph will fix for them. All right, let's bring down the lights and then roll the clip from Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Can I stay in the movie? You can. All right. Good. Um, Ralph gets to play a character uh, who, uh, is, he has a cinematic forebearer. Ted Underhill was the name of the guy that uh, Fletch charged everything to at, at, at the, the, tennis, at, club, at the right? tennis club. Yeah. So that, Ralph is in the movie for that sequence, but then haunts the movie for the rest of the time as Ted Underhill. Yes. <laughs> Um, it's kind of sweet, but it was really nice. Ralph came in, and the day we shot, like I was, we were in the middle of a hectic schedule and shot. And it was nice to see a little piece of home come in there and just drop science, like especially for the New Orleans crew, were not as familiar with them and stuff. Some of them were, but some are like, "Who's coming in?" I says, "My friend Ralph, we do Hollywood Babylon as podcast." And they look at you like, "Oh, you do a podcast together." 
is your mom going to be in the movie too? And she was. Good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so when Ralph dro- like opened the elevator doors open and he fucking drops that performance, everybody was just like, <gasps> and like a lot of laughter and shit. And so at the end of his first take, people were like, who is this again? And I was, this is my friend fucking Ralph. Well, thanks for letting me play in Excellent your sandbox. Job, Always a good time. Excellent fucking job. Thank you. Thanks for watching. I'm encouraged, man. That movie could work. It could. People could <laughs> it like it. It really could work. Yes. All right. What do you say we get things started the way we kick off the show? Usually, it's by talking to you good folks out there in the audience, people who are celebrating special occasions or who have traveled especially long distances, which is us in this particular Yeah, case. really. We should be shouting out us. <laughs> That's right. It's a segment called The Shoutouts. Anthony? It's a shout-out. Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out. Get your cock out. Yeah. Acting just like a vicar. (laughs) I did that on the fucking plane when we were taking off and shit. I used to pray all the time whenever I took off. It was the only time in my life I stayed religious and shit. Whenever we were about to take off, I'd do a little fucking prayer like, oh God, please don't kill us in the sky and shit. And my wife, once we hooked up, she traveled with me. I always, like, go over and grab her hand and stuff. And I would never be like, I'm praying for us. But, like, you know, in the beginning, she's like, well, this is sweet. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just saying a little prayer and shit. And then she'd rip her hand away. And she'd be like, if you're going to ask Santa Claus for wishes, leave me out of it and shit. (laughs) I can't believe you weren't struck out of the sky with that kind of attitude. I know, yeah, really. But in any event, on this trip over... Like, when I sat, I took Aer Lingus and stuff. Right. And everybody, as you'd imagine, on Aer Lingus, like, it's, it's, it's just Gaelic as fuck, man. Like, everywhere on the plane, people were speaking where I'm like, that sounds like English, but it's, it's sound. It's so, di-. And then the I was, letters seem like they're all jumbled. Yeah, I was like, do you got a lot of slashes through those letters and shit? <laughs> so I heard the accent and shit, and I felt kind of, like, comfortable enough to actually, like, before the plane took off, I did, like, one of these and fucking, like, you know, did a quick prayer. And I looked over to the dude to my right who was on the flight with his wife, and he's looking at me, and he goes, that's right. <laughs> he no approved, one, No man. one will judge you for genuflecting. No, on the fuck no. He knew that I was, I was ensuring our flight just a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's kick things off with uh, Killian and Mick. You guys here? Right down front. Wow. That's, I feel like this is a fix in some way. Uh, my name is Killian. I'm attending the show with my friend Bick, and we're both most likely baked like a cake. Yeah, is that true? Sure. How does one, like, just out of curiosity, not that I want to, no, but of how course does, you wouldn't. Where does one find such a thing? Yeah, like, how does one get baked to? Do they locally homegrown and shit like that? Indoor as well? I you have to meet in a lane, he said. That sounds dicey yeah, as Yeah, really. <laughs> I just assume it's like at the end of a rainbow, there it is, something like that. A little leprechaun with a pot of weed? Is that what you're expecting? Is there? (laughs) It sounded so fun. Oh, green leaves. Catch me. (laughs) Um, This is awesome. He said, due to recent events, says Killian, I was wondering if U.S. President Donald J. Trump could do Liam Neeson's speech from Taken. Yeah, it's funny to you. You don't fucking live there. I should shoot this for posterity so that when the FBI comes calling... <laughs> right. 
when they put us in Gitmo. We'll What's have, this us shit? We'll have some <laughs> <laughs> fully documenting. You're pretty quick to abandon. Oh me, God, aren't you? yes. yes. Okay, Liam, uh, Liam Neeson's speech from Taken is done by President Donald J. Trump. I don't know who you are, okay? <laughs> I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I have a lot of money, okay? <laughs> so much money. So much money. And I do have a very particular set of skills. Fucking porn stars. <laughs> Skills I have acquired over a very long career where I did not pay any taxes. <laughs> Skills that made me a nightmare. Period. <laughs> if you let my daughter go, that'll be the end of it. If we're talking about Ivanka. <laughs> if it's Tiffany, you can keep her. Not interested. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. <laughs> but if you don't, if it's Ivanka, I will look for you. And I will find you. And I will kill you, okay? Totally kill you. I will, I'm the best at killing. Unbelievably good <laughs> at killing. All right. This next email really surprised me. Nora and Reed, are you guys here? Nora and... Hi, guys. Nora and Reed are here from Minnesota. <laughs> we have one of those in the States as well. That's the one I'm talking about. Minnesota, Ireland. Who knew? <laughs> no, Minnesota. You know we perform closer to you than Ireland. Did you know that? Uh, we're so excited to see our first live Babylon, writes Nora. Both of us are longtime listeners, and since you guys have yet to come to Minnesota, we came to you. <laughs> yeah, that's why they came to Ireland, was us. Uh, I was wondering if you'd tell my husband in the voice of the amazing Dr. Frankenfurter how much I love him, and when we get home, he'll have free reign to visit Sodomization Station. <laughs> uh, Never heard it referred to it as such. Uh, that's a keeper. <laughs> All aboard. How do you do? <laughs> Read. Your wife, Nora, loves you very, very much. It's time to put your train in sodomization station. I'm just a sweet transvestite from sodomization station uh-huh thank you so much um next up is brandon and dave are you guys here hi guys welcome um, since the, I saw you the last time you were here and had to get tickets again this time. I've been listening since the beginning, writes Dave. Thank you so much. I brought my hetero life mate Brandon with me since we're both huge Kevin Smith nerds. Since you guys are back, could Arnold Schwarzenegger sing The Bitches Back by Elton John? <laughs> this is the fourth movie I've made this month. <laughs> Can we get a little music there, Anthony? <laughs> uh, 
I was justified when I was five. Raising cane, yeah, I spit in your eye. The times are changing, now the poor get fat. But the fever's gonna get you when the beach gets back. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh. <laughs> oh. Eat meat on Friday. That's all right. Not in this house. Get a steak on a Saturday night. I can bitch the best at your social deuce. I get high in the evening sniffing pots of glue. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, yeah, the bitch is back. And I'm stone cold sober, as a matter of fact. I'm a bitch, yeah, I'm a bitch, I'm a better than you. It's the way that I move, it's the things that I lift. <laughs> All right, there we go. It's enough of that. That was useful because I never knew the lyrics to that song. Oh, the bitch is back? Yeah, yeah I love no, that I tune. Uh, Jennifer and Jason, are you guys here? Hi, kids. Um, kind of non-committal, like, woo. Yeah, woo. <laughs> Me and my fiance, Jennifer, are coming to the show, listening to the podcast for so long now, and forcing her to listen to it sometimes. <laughs> Glad you came back. Uh, we're getting married in June this year. Oh, right on. And of June all what? places, we're getting married in a zoo. Get the fuck out of here. What are you, nine? <laughs> That's awesome, man. What a great idea. Jason adds, not my idea. Ben adds, not my idea at all. Why? Wow, that's kind of sweet, man. Bunch of animals looking on it. Yeah. Like Adam and Eve getting married, kind of. Monkeys throwing shit at you. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a good time. It's a blessing. <laughs> I just want to let Jennifer know that no matter how many times she surprises me with wacky ideas like that, no matter how many times she makes me stop in my tracks and settle into a thousand-yard stare, <laughs> she's still everything to me and the main reason why I'm happy today. I love her with everything I have. Aww. Now oh, on to the more important matter. Our honeymoon will be in Florida. Oh, it's worse than a zoo. <laughs> you should get married in Florida and honeymoon at the zoo. You'll be happier, I promise. Can Bain tell us in great detail what we should be getting up to on this trip of ours to Florida? Thanks for all the free funny, Jason. Can Bain mm. give them some advice of what to do in Florida for a good time? Absolutely. <laughs> First off, congratulations on your impending nuptials. It's good to tie your life to another. To have a friend. Someone who will love you. Care for you. Let you pound that ass. <laughs> if you're going to honeymoon on America's Wang, <laughs> please make sure to visit Disney World. Oh, yeah. It's very pleasurable. <laughs> what, it's not all terrorism with me. You've got a heart, right, Ben? I like a good time as well. Sure, yeah. Yes, and the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is amazing. I know I shouldn't support it as it's a Marvel project. Yeah, but different company, yeah. Fuck Batman. I like the Guardians. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome. Congratulations. How, uh, how long have you guys been together before you get married? Like how many years? 
12, 12 fucking years. years. No wonder he's getting married in a fucking zoo. You have to you put him in a cage to keep me. him. Yeah, really. 12, 12 years. years, man. Are you sure? <laughs> keep your options open. <laughs> it's awesome. Marriage rocks, seriously. It's one of those things where you think, like, oh, it's just going to be, like, more dating. But it's not. They're legally bound to you. So, like, you will always have a friend. It's very sweet. Either get married or create a podcast. You'll always That's have a right. friend. Yes. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Gavin O'Reilly is here tonight. Yeah, I know everyone's applauding. They're, you're probably all named Gavin O'Reilly at this point. <laughs> my name is Gavin. I'm coming to your Dublin show with my amazing girlfriend, Aoife. Am I saying that correctly? Well, fuck me. How about that? Is that, is that a Gaelic name? Everyone seemed to know it. Aoife? It is, yeah. It's spelled A-O-I-F-E, however. Oifa. Oifa. <laughs> Tonight is the third anniversary of our first date, and she got me tickets to the show knowing what a big fan I am. Oh, right well, nine more years, you can get married. <laughs> That's right. Book the zoo now, because I heard it, it really fills up. <laughs> Book the zoo. <laughs> Can't get in there. People are dying to get married <laughs> over by the lion cage. <laughs> Uh, Gavin continues, could David Bowie wish myself and Aoife a happy date anniversary? Well, of course, David Bowie could do that. That's what he does, pretty much. Can we have a little music there, Anthony? Happy anniversary, Gavin. Happy anniversary, Aoife. I'm surprised I said your name right, because it's spelled really funny. Happy anniversary, Gavin, on your third year from your first date. Happy anniversary, Fun! We're so happy that you... Oh, come on. That's enough of that nonsense. Thank you. Oh. And that's when the relationship ended. Yeah, really. Don't do that. On your anniversary. Not in the hair. <laughs> all right. We also get emails from all around the world. Hit it, Anthony. Ain't no drag. Gavin's got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite moments in the show of all time. We do a segment now where people send in emails about lyrics that they thought they knew for popular songs for many years and just recently found out how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> this is magical. This is uh, Kimberly Chapman from Martinsburg, West Virginia. She said, I had to write in and tell you a story I had about misheard lyrics. For the longest time, well, I won't tell you what she thought it was. First, we'll play the song. You familiar with the band Kansas? Yeah. Carry on, my wayward son. Yeah, carry on, my wayward son. It's the um, opening uh, theme for a TV series called Supernatural over there in the States as well. Is that right? Yeah. It's, it's this true. whole time, in all 28 seasons? It's been <laughs> that 28 fucking, seasons. That yes. song? So here's, here's the piece. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kimberly wrote, forever, I thought the lyrics were... Carry on my way, what's up? <laughs> Carry on my way, what's up? Let's hear it again. Let's see if it works. See what... Carry on my way, what's up? Carry 
It's a perkier song. Yeah, it is, kind of. It's more friendly that way. Yeah. I like that. All right. We also get emails sent in to us from folks who are looking out uh, to buy stuff for kids. Things that should make a young one happy. A boy or a girl should get this present and enjoy it. Instead, we find out these things are incredibly inappropriate toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. This first one comes from Andrew Weaver. He said he was traveling through rural Japan when he ran across this in a playground, and he had to share it. This is on a playground. It's a slide. Kids should enjoy slides. Can we take a look at that picture there? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know if your kid needs to see a whale tossing another whale's salad on the playground. <laughs> I don't know if the kids enjoy that as much as the whale. Look at how they happy could, he They is. couldn't. Well, if you were getting analingus on a playground, I think you'd be happy, too. Well, thanks to the Bible, we know that all whales swallow, so there you oh, go. Oh, my Lord, jeez. I will file it in all my biblical jokes. And Pinocchio, too, taught us that, too, when you think about it. That's right. Would yeah. it have been better as Pinocchio? Let me do a second draft. Okay, and sure. thanks to the good Pinocchio, we know that... No, it doesn't fucking no, work. No, you don't like that? All right. <laughs> okay, uh, up next, Wes Casaruk... Oh, I'm going to fuck that up. Wes Casasquillo. That's not right. Carasquillo. Thank you. Wes Carasquillo says uh, he just bought his kid a Star Wars toaster. A Star Wars toaster. Why? Could you imagine? Like, I've, I've worked my whole life. I finally had a small child. A human being came out of my balls. What do I give it? Here's a toaster. <laughs> well, the kid loves Star Wars, so maybe at breakfast he'd be happy to get this. This is the picture of the, of the toaster there, and it, it imprints... Star Wars logo is onto your bread when it toasts it. Both the Imperial and the Rebel insignias. Indeed. Uh, Wes said he was uncomfortable, however, with the toast that came out of the toaster. If we can go to the next picture. Yeah, he didn't like his kid. <laughs> his kid eating the chocolate starfish there on the, uh, on the toast. But no one wants their kid eating an asshole for breakfast. You look at We're that. I'm not sure that whale's dad, I guess. Maybe. No doubt. Yeah. It's such a turn-on, though. If you keep staring at it, you might witness the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> File that, too? <laughs> Fuck. Tough crowd on this side. Really? Yeah. And then lastly, uh, James Todd Haney from uh, Catawba. No, that can't be right. Uh, Cat Catawba. Catawba, North Carolina, sent this in. His uh, daughter wanted this. It's uh, one of those glow sticks. You know, the kids love the glow sticks. You break them, it's got fluid inside of it, and it glows up in the dark. I got one of those. <laughs> he, was, he was uncomfortable, however, I think, with the size and shape of the glow stick his daughter got. Can we take a look at that picture? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's the mega stick. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, stop playing with my toy. <laughs> can't find it for when you really want to glow yeah it's no secret i am confused by japan i think we've established that fact by now i don't understand them i don't know why they do what they do i don't i don't understand them and so in an effort to educate myself on a weekly basis i ask the respectful question what the fuck japan what the fuck japan what the fuck japan <laughs> it's Here's my favorite part of the show. Is it really? I love it. I wish we could be in the audience to see it. One day I'm going to watch us because I know what I look like doing it. But right. I, what, I never. I'm always doing this. So what? What do you? Let me see yours. 
<laughs> Did you ever see mine? Mine no, is this. Yours. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like two little schoolgirls. Yeah. We missed our calling. We could have been excellent Japanese schoolgirls. <laughs> still still time. Thank you. That's the Irish way. Like, there's still time. Do it. Where there's life, there's hope. <laughs> That's how we survived all these <laughs> millennia. Um, Japan likes their mascots. They got a fucking guy dressing up as, a, as, a, as an animal for everything. Yeah. And this one is particularly funny. There's a Japanese city called Susaki. You know about Cheetan? Oh, is this... The- I'm late to the party, I guess. I think maybe this is the one John Oliver spoke about. Oh, I didn't take Did John Oliver speak about Well, then, you're very familiar with this, then. I can cut to the chase. Cheetan is a renegade mascot. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a, a vigilante. Rebel. He's a vigilante mascot. He's not official in any capacity. They already have an official mascot for this city that is also an otter. Because, you know, what says welcome to our city more than a fucking otter does? <laughs> And this is a renegade otter who is a, is a nightmare. He's, a, he's, he's hell on wheels, this kid. He does all kinds of bad things, and people are getting very upset with him. Like, for instance, there's a video of him online, apparently, where he says, I'm coming to your house, and then he gets a baseball bat out of a locker and puts it inside his costume and starts walking towards the camera. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's not how a mascot should behave. The city elders are very upset. Right. And then he does shit like this. Can we look at this video? This doesn't seem to be the appropriate behavior either. <laughs> he's got like a blowjob from a machine or something. I'm not even sure what's happening there, but it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> Once again, I'm confused by Japan. How the fuck did he tip that car, man? He's a strong fucking otter. I that's know, how. yeah, really. Otters have the strength of thousands of other otters. <laughs> Maybe that's what's inside that suit is a thousand otters working together. <laughs> They're pissed off. They're not getting any royalties from that mascot deal. <laughs> tip yeah. the car. And uh, everyone sends us stories about uh, a town near them that has a fucked up name. And we got lazy, and we didn't know what to call this segment, so we just call it Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. Hit it. This is The Town Has a Fucked Up Name, Irish edition. Oh. Stephen Cole wrote in. He said, while you guys are in Ireland, you may want to visit this townland in County Mayo. And he sent me a picture of the map so I could find it. Can we take a look at this? Yeah. <laughs> You want to go visit Come while we're here, Kevin? I brought my own, thing. Oh, did you? I want to go to Come just to get... <laughs> it's hard to say those words out loud. I want to go to Come just to get this souvenir. Apparently, this is actually sold in Come. When you go to Come, you can buy this and take it home with you. Can we see that next shot? There you go. <laughs> it's a fridge magnet that says, <laughs> I heart Come. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Uh. The least fucking appetizing part of sex. Oh, yeah, there's this. <laughs> means we're done. That's the essence of life you're flinging off that table right there. I already got one of those, too. <laughs> Every sperm is sacred. <laughs> 
Um, from time to time, we need to say goodbye to some people in show business, people who left us way too early but left behind bodies of work that we'll all enjoy for many, many more years to come. It's a segment called the Tinseltown Stiffs. And now, another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. Since we all gathered last, we lost a couple of legends. It's really been a bad uh, I knew month. This one guy. Yeah, the first one up is Boys in the Hood director and writer John Singleton passed away at the age of 51. Incredibly. Yeah, Yeah, round of applause for John. Such a talented guy. Loved, loved comic books. Yes. Was trying to get a comic book movie made long before this era in which everybody makes comic book movies. Uh, He was a hardcore Marvel kid back in the day. When I first met him, that's all we did was talk comics. And I just wanted to talk Boys in the Hood because he'd put out like the laser disc with a commentary years ago that when I was in film school, I listened to his commentary track over and over again. And he oh, was wow. also a, a, a figure. Like, you know, obviously I'm not African-American, but like he was an outsider who got inside. Yeah. And that was inspiring to me. It was like, well, wait a second, man. You don't necessarily have to be born into the industry. He's telling his story about his corner of the world and he found his way in. It was important to see somebody do that, representation. You know, watch somebody kind of do it first and be like, oh, maybe I could do that as well. So when I met him, all I wanted to talk about was that, how influential he was to me. And all he wanted to talk about, because he knew I loved comics, he'd see mall rats and shit, was like, how, how do we get Black Panther made? Oh, yeah. And I was like, what's this we shit? Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think you got a better chance, man. You were Academy Award nominated and stuff. He's a really lovely uh, individual. This is fucking shocking. And another person, didn't somebody else just, like, Luke Perry, wasn't it? Yeah. Passed from a stroke as well. He also passed from a stroke, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's frightening. And sad as well. These two very talented young individuals who still had a lifetime of work ahead of them. Singleton's story is especially impressive to me because he's a kid out of USC film school. Grew up in South Central Los Angeles, which is not a great neighborhood and columbia pictures apparently loved his script and wanted to buy it from him and he said no either i direct it or it doesn't get made that's some balls for a guy who needs a job but doesn't have a lot of money yeah. i'm always impressed by Big that move. fact yeah i would have said where's the check thanks yeah. so much yeah impressive well, wearing a shirt that said i heart come i would have been yes <laughs> that's right yeah, man, it's uh, it's a bummer to lose him. To lose him, period. But to lose him so fucking young, fifty-one is he still had a lot more to do. And he did, like you know, of course, we all know about his beginning of his career. But toward the end, he was doing stuff like I think he directed The People vs OJ a couple episodes. He of did that. American Crime Story, yeah. And then he did that other FX show. Uh, he was on. He did a couple episodes of Billions, which were great. It was great on Showtime. I mean, he's just a, such a talented guy. Yeah, he'll be missed. Big bucket of win. Good night, John. And then, yeah, a round of applause for John. I knew this guy, too. Jesus. You're bad news, man. I know. Maybe I'm the problem. Uh, yeah, this one really hurt. Uh, actor Peter Mayhew, of course, played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films. <laughs> Seventy-four years old, the gentle giant himself passed away at his home in uh, North Texas. Such there. a fucking sweet man. I'm sure if anybody here is involved in fandom and stuff, uh, maybe you've encountered him over the years at various cons. Such a fucking nice guy. Yeah, came over to me one day and just Peter? started talking, and like I was gobsmacked because Peter was one of the first famous people in my life when I was a child. Like first famous person I went out of my way 
to learn their name. There's some people like Lee Majors was a $6 million man. They put his name, and he was the star, so you could see his, his face. His face was on People magazine. You know who he was. All the time. But, like, the Star Wars characters were so influential. And this pre-internet, so you couldn't just go look shit up. You had to read a magazine or something like that or watch the news. But David Prowse and Peter Mayhew, Kenny Baker, Anthony Daniels, rock star fucking names to me as a child. Mm -hmm. Even though you didn't know their faces, I'm like, that's... Without him, we don't get to Chewbacca. So when he came over and started talking to me, he was so lovely. He was like, how are you? It's about time that we met. And I was staring up at him just like, you know, <laughs> such a lovely fucking human being. And then he did an episode of our show, Comic Book Men, as well. Really, really great guy. Oh, thank you. Did you ever encounter him in the wild? Yeah, when I was working in uh, radio, he came on the show to promote one of his books. He wrote two books about his life mm -hmm. and could not have been kinder and sweeter to everyone who came up to him, wanted a picture, an autograph or something. He was endlessly patient and kind to everyone he met. Remarkable person. And he and played that part. It wasn't very just like much so. he put on an outfit. Like, he inhabited Chewie. Everything you know about that character is right there in the eyes. It's crazy, sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, such a sweet soul. He was, uh, he was a hospital attendant in London when he was discovered by a producer for a movie called Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. That was the first movie. I saw that movie, movie in a theater. Yeah. My father took me to see that. He and, was in that? Yeah, the producer of that film spotted him in a hospital and said, we could use a guy of your size. Do you want to be in the movies? And he was like, I'm cleaning bedpans or I could be in a movie. I think I'll go with the movies. And that was the beginning. And then a year later, he was cast as Chewbacca. So wow. what a turn of fortune. Plus, I would think he'd be terrifying to have as a hospital attendant in London. <laughs> if I was in the hospital and he walked in, I'd be like, Grim Reaper, is that you? Is, is it all over? So I'm glad he made the I'm choice. I'm here to change your bedpan. Anything you want, bro. And also, people forget, he was confined to a wheelchair before Star Wars The Force Awakens started shooting. Yeah. And he worked and worked and worked to rehabilitate himself so that he could stand and walk and work long enough to revisit that character one more time. Yeah. Remarkable. Wonderful fucking guy. Heart goes out to his family. And that family includes, like, everybody in the room you know what i'm saying yeah. like he had of course his own personal family but his family extended beyond those bounds like everywhere that guy went in life he was welcoming stuff um he'll forever be a part of, of my heart uh fucking love the dude you let's put that picture up of him just as we all say goodbye but you're right it's those eyes it's that pierce those piercing blue eyes just all kindness in those eyes Oh, he played Chewbacca. Yes, that's who we're talking about. Great fucking dude. I'll I thought you meant Chaka from Land of the Lost. I did, and it was very different. Um, Deep cuts, Paul. Thank you so well much. Done. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> As we move on, we have found in the world of acting that sometimes actors don't always turn in their best performances. But we have found also that if acting is bad enough, it goes all the way around to become exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This week's exquisite acting, I'm must... amazing if it was just the clip from Jay and Silent Bob reboot again. <laughs> Look at this guy chewing the scenery. Uh, this week's exquisite acting comes from Todd Sellers in Seattle, Washington. Now, I have to start this off by saying this movie comes from a different time. It's from 1969, and the movie is called The Gay Deceivers. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. It sounds like a conservative horror movie. 
those gay deceivers, they're out for us. It was a wacky 60s comedy about two buddies who don't want to go to Vietnam, so they pretend to be gay to avoid being drafted. Oh, this isn't even like the gay parody. No, it's, it's not like, like, gotta dance. Not that kind of gay. It's it's literally in the title. They're that like, kind of gay. They're lying about being gay. Exactly. the gay deceiver. Right. So is this where they got Three's Company from, you think? <laughs> Maybe think about a it. They bit. could have called Maybe that show The Gay Deceiver. They could have, yes, right. Um, so these two guys are pretending to be gay, and they move into an apartment building that is populated solely by gay guys and gay couples. Okay? Not politically correct by any standard today. Right. But the actor who played their neighbor was an actor named Michael Greer, and he was Hollywood's first openly gay actor. And that cost him some jobs, but it got him some work as well, but he tended to play flamboyantly gay characters. He is sort of an icon in, in gay circles as being the guy who was not closeted in Hollywood. He wanted to be an actor, but he refused to lie about who he was. He's in this movie as a character called Malcolm. And this movie is supposed to be a very broad character, so a lot of the gay actors were willing to play versions of themselves that were larger than life. There's larger than life. And then there's what Michael Greer does in this <laughs> film. As Malcolm in The Gay Deceivers, I mean this with all respect, he is this week's exquisite actor. Here's a scene from that movie. You dirty bitch! <laughs> Look what you've done to my peonies! You can take your lovely peonies and... And besides, you silly queen, they're not even peonies. They're marigolds. God, I think she's right. They are marigolds. I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly exquisite acting. <laughs> my lord. That's the height of camp, man. man that was a great he, delivery. He, he brought it. God bless him. Uh, we also like to take a look at movies and TV shows, and sometimes we notice the people making those shows uh, fuck things up. And there's enough people involved with the making of any project that they should have caught that before it reaches us, the audience, and yet they don't. And so we call these things shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. It's always a pleasure when one of our segments here in Hollywood Babylon also... <laughs> Green and wet. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the town of Cum Island. <laughs> It's always fun when one of our segments in uh, Hollywood Babylon becomes newsworthy as well. And that was the case this week with this week's shit that should not be. It comes from a little thing called Game of Thrones on HBO. This was the cup of coffee heard round the world. I've never seen such coverage for a cup of coffee. It's weird because I watched that episode and I didn't, it didn't, I didn't see didn't it Didn't jump all. out at no, you? No, no. Well, a lot of people noticed that uh, in the scene in the most, uh, well, not the most recent, I guess it was the week before. No, yeah, no, it was last week. Most recent. Uh, there was uh, a cup of coffee, what appeared to be Starbucks coffee, sitting on a table there in Westeros. And from the best of I know, they haven't opened a branch there yet. <laughs> They're probably working on it. 
But people's heads exploded, and there was much talk about it on the internet, so we had to celebrate it this week with shit that should not be. Can we take a look at that, Anthony? Here we go. Most people get bloody murdered. They stay that way. Get bloody murdered. They stay that way. 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 <laughs> yeah, HBO was very apologetic, saying, oh, we're so sorry. That was supposed to be a cup of herbal tea. Wink, wink. All See right. what they did there? They tried to play it off like they didn't fuck up, and they did. They, um, they released, I saw an article today where they estimated that uh, Starbucks received $2.5 billion in free advertising from that fuck up. Holy shit. The impressions that it made world, worldwide, because this was, like, the show is massive everywhere. Right. Starbucks is also massive everywhere, and this was the colliding of two massive brands that never would have come together in Not any way, years, shape, or form, so. like a dragon latte or some such shit <laughs> like that. And so, because of that story, they, they, the estimate is $2.5 billion in free advertising for Starbucks. The irony is that it wasn't a Starbucks cup at all. It wasn't? It came from craft service, so it was a coffee cup with a lid, but it wasn't Just to serve there on Starbucks the Starbucks brand. Yeah, like uh, the girl, uh, Amelia Clark, who plays uh, Daenerys, right. was just like, we don't have Starbucks coffee. Like, you know, they're shooting time, in Bulgaria or totally, someplace. She's like, the only time they got Starbucks is when an American fucking producer shows up, you know, and then there's Starbucks on set. But it was just a regular fucking coffee, and Starbucks is like, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> So all that, man, free advertising, they didn't do jack or shit. That's genius. It's kind of nuts, man. If but, you, yeah, it was fascinating. Like, that happens in movies all the time and stuff. But for that, you know, we're all like, what? How did it fucking happen in Westeros? But they're jamming and have been jamming for the last year to finish the show. Right. It is surprising, though, that not a single fucking eye picked it up. I guarantee you, somewhere in the process, somebody was just like, is that a coffee cup? Shot's two seconds. Nobody's going to see it. <laughs> Move the fuck on. But they've since taken it down and removed the... Digitally, they removed it, I heard. Yeah, yeah. HBO. They're no fun. One. Which is like, yeah, it's like, hey, man, don't fuck with my reality of the dragon show. <laughs> <laughs> now you put it that way, I guess. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Take the leap, man. All right. Uh, one of the reasons we all gather together each time here in Hollywood Babylon is talk about the entertainment news in a segment called the HBO Headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. That one got caught. All right. My upper teeth. Sorry. What a perfect marriage of show business and Ireland. George Clooney revealed on the Jimmy Kimmel Live show this week that he spent Easter here in Ireland. He was no. here for the first time. He had never been in Ireland before. Is Clooney an Irish name? Is it? Oh, yes. Is yes, it? it is. I heard yeah. somebody in the back go, no. <laughs> Not Irish enough. Clooney is, is he, an Irish, it he, is an Irish he's, name. He has relatives here, and so he came to visit his cousins how many times removed, but they had sort of a family reunion of the Cloonies here in Ireland. Could you imagine? You're like, oh, we're going to the family reunion. Who's going to be there? One of the world's most beautiful men. Yeah. Is he your cousin? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be standing next to him in that family Fuck photo, no. do you? Uh, apparently, his parents had planned the trip. Nina, who's 80, and Nicholas Clooney, who's 85. But they had to pull out at the last minute because his father had to undergo an operation. So they went on without him. 
his parents are still alive? Oh, yeah. That's really nice. Good for 80 and 85? Mm-hmm. Fucking, that's, like, that's what I get out of this story. Apparently, they're both in great shape. He underwent a hernia operation, his dad did, at 85. Well, apparently, they're not both in great shape. But... <laughs> you know how he got his hernia? A tip in a car in an otter <laughs> costume? <laughs> Nick Clooney does 300 sit-ups a day. But is he being punished? Why? <laughs> is this by choice? It's part of his workout regime. And 300 gives you a hernia? That's why I don't do them. <laughs> Good man. Do you think if he did You'll less, like 100 setups, maybe the hernia not so much? Um, they said he should stop doing that many sit-ups. That's one of them. At 84. Good yeah. Lord, man. 85, sorry. So uh, they stayed home, but um, Clooney and his wife went to meet the family. And he wasn't really sure in the details, so they went to meet at Ballyfin the hotel there in uh, County Leash. Are you familiar with um, B- Ballyfin? It's like an 1800s manor house. It's a castle. It's beautiful. But it's also one of the world's greatest hotels as well. But apparently Clooney was not aware of that. And so when he showed up to meet his cousins, he looked at this property and said, the Irish Cloonies are doing really well for themselves. <laughs> and then he was filled in on, they were, it was a hotel. They were just meeting at a hotel. But uh, And then it was Easter, so we spent Easter Sunday with Bono, like you do, you know? That's where he's... (laughs) (laughs) This really upends everything I know about Ireland. You and me both. (laughs) Good Lord. Wow. You too? Pun intended. Um, Wow, what is that? What's that one person? What is that about? No, we got the fuck Bono yeah, part. That, that what we're part trying to clear. understand is the reasoning behind the fuck Bono. Hold on, hold on. We're just gonna need one person to volunteer. one of you. Someone raise a hand and we'll choose you to tell us why fuck there, Bono. There, the hand right in the back went right, up. Right there, there you go. <laughs> the guy with the American accent. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I w- wouldn't have ended the story with the Bono story if that was the I, way it was going to go. Really mystified. Oh, I'm well, sorry. Uh, I meant to say he spent Easter with the Pope. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, two for two. He, uh, he, uh, spent, he spent Easter with Pee Wee Herman. That's who he spent with. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that, and I'm pretty glad I didn't. <laughs> hey, Stormy Daniels is nice. Just out of curiosity, is it just him or all of you two? <laughs> so you guys are like, yeah, just fucking cool. Fuck Bono! Oh. Wow, man. Hmm. Larry? Larry's okay? Larry Mullins, all right. Ringo? You like Ringo? Is he? <laughs> Uh, Stormy Daniels is now doing stand-up comedy. Good for her. Oh, is she really? Yes. She's getting up on stage and Getting up on stage, getting off her back, getting on her feet, and then just uh, doing some comedy. Good for her, man. As you can imagine, a lot of her comedy, initially at least in her set, revolves around her brief encounter with the President of the United States. Brief being the key word. Yes. She was in New York on Tuesday, and someone who was there uh, wrote some of the jokes that she did. And someone in the audience asked if the show would only be about Donald Trump. And she said, how could I stretch 60 seconds into 60 minutes, she said. (laughs) 
When asked what specific sex acts she performed with Donald Trump, she replied, well, I was definitely fucking an ass. Ooh. That's good, man. That's like Irish shady, man. It is. That's nice. I think I'll masturbate to her tonight as a tribute. I approve. Thank you. Very woke of you. It's the least I could do. It's my goodwill gesture. Gesture, rather, not jester. That'd be weird. Dress my penis up as a little court jester. (laughs) It's more of a gesture. Yes, exactly. Uh, It's Emmy time over there in the States. People trying to get votes so they can win Emmy Awards, which is for excellence in television. And a show that I'm very familiar with is no exception. It's called Family Guy. It's an animated show called Family Guy. And they have never won Best Animated Series, and they're getting desperate. And this year, they sent out DVD screeners of their episodes. But on the front of the DVD screener, they did a drawing of Peter Griffin looking like Jon Snow sitting in the throne from Game of Thrones. Uh. With Brian at his feet doing a direwolf cosplay, basically. And on the inside, it says, Due to a printing error in the ballots, if you wish to vote for Game of Thrones, please check Family Guy box on the animation ballot. Very clever. Very obviously a joke. Is somebody upset by this? Uh, No, actually, because they passed it by HBO before they decided to do it. HBO thought it was very funny. Very nice. And they explained it, and uh, the producer Family Guy said, the Game of Thrones voters are very intelligent because they appreciate a very smart, sophisticated show with high-end storytelling, so we felt the chances of confusion were slim, he said. So (laughs) they didn't really think anybody was going to make any mistakes there. This is interesting. We're finally going to see a little bit of Rambo 5 Last Blood. That, is that what it's called? Last Blood? Last Blood. That's a genius title. Because I don't know if you know this, it was once called First Blood. The heck you say? <laughs> I didn't know that it was called Last Blood. That's a Rambo really 5 title. Last Blood is the name of the last and wink, wink, final Rambo movie. I gotta, no, Sloan says no more. Wink, wink, wink. I got to tell you, though, man, like up until now, I've been like, whatever. But when they called it the Last Blood, <laughs> now I'm, you're like, in. I'm interested. Okay. You have my 10 bucks. Apparently, the Cannes Film Festival is going to honor Sylvester Stallone with a career tribute on May 24th. And to cap the whole thing off, they're going to show a te- some teaser footage of Rambo 5 Last Blood. And apparently, the plot line is in this one. Um, Rambo finds some blood in his stool. <laughs> From a, like a polyp or something he's got. And he has to go to the doctor and they put him on stool softeners and... Uh, Feed him some tapioca pudding in the fucking home because he's a hundred. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I was taking a dump, you know. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, what is happening? And it turned out, you know, like uh, blood in my stool, all right? <laughs> I drew less blood. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, stop. <laughs> Read that last factoid. That's fairly interesting. Oh, God bless you. Hold on. Time out. (laughs) Look at him run. (laughs) While Ralph is polishing off his his latest free Guinness. God, that one's bigger than this one. They're the same. They're pints. Um, They're just shaped differently. That's all. I love it. I'm not chugging it. I'm savoring this one, baby. Is there, uh, is there meat in it? Is it vegan? 
There is no, it is vegan. Actually, it's, it's made from barley. It's made from barley, Kevin. Now, can I can I give you can I give you a little? Oh, that tastes like adulthood. Can I give you a little tip? We never you never sip a Guinness because you're just getting the foam at the top, which is mostly nitrogen. What you want to do is get to the. the Am I going to die? <laughs> no. You get to the good stuff underneath the head. When you, so you have to take like a gulp. You have to take a good swig off. What about a straw? Wouldn't that make more sense? Oh, what does Bono use straws? <laughs> um, so you're just supposed to. Quaff so you have it. to get a good mouthful. That's what they told me to come anyway when I went there. No, you got to get a good, good swallow, and so you can get to the the good stuff. I got. I got. It's so like. All right, I'll try one more. Yeah. But hold on, I gotta, I gotta have a real drink standing no, by. No, just do it properly. Get a good mouthful, and then just you'll you'll taste all the complex what's flavors. What's the in uh, there. what's the slancha? Is what you say? Slancha. 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 There you go. That's better, right? That's better, right? I think I'm drunk. <laughs> It tastes there's a there's a there's a coffeeish thing to it. Well, they roast the barley, which is very similar to how they roast coffee beans and cocoa beans, for that matter. It's, it's a very similar process, so you do get a little of that coffee. It taste. feels like with with just a few with a little more work, it could be hot cocoa. <laughs> but it wouldn't wouldn't be it wouldn't make you do silly things in the middle of the night. Well, you've never had my hot cocoa. Mm. Um, before oh, we good. move on from the Rambo story, this just fascinated me. <laughs> Unadjusted for inflation. Unadjusted. So these aren't numbers where they're like, hey, man, imagine if it were those dollars today. This isn't adjusted. These are dollars from back in the day. Rambo franchise has grossed close to $730 million worldwide. So that's almost a billion dollars. Three quarters of a Adjusted, it's a flat-out billion dollars. Right. Which is Captain Marvel money. Like, that's Marvel money right there. It's huge. No wonder he's doing another one. And you're right. I doubt it'll be the last. I do, too. Because there's a home waiting to be saved somewhere with Rambo is like it's you know, a good wheels, fucking thing. like a rocket rocket firing wheelchair or something. He could be awesome. That'd be great. What do you mean you're out of pudding? <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Stallone related news, they've just announced a remake of Cliffhanger. They're making a new Cliffhanger. Wait, wait, it gets much better. This one's going to be a female lead, a female cliffhanger. Is this a so it's a reboot or a sequel? It's a remake. Remake completely. Remake, yeah. Fair enough. Because this answers the question about? we've always had about that movie. What if a woman was climbing the rocks? Yeah. How different would that, that be? That was my big problem with that movie. I was like, you know what's there's a dick in the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but a woman would say, I can hold on. Easy. Um, I don't Short remember movie. much about that movie at all. You don't remember Cliffhanger? No. John just, Lithgow is the crazy villain. He did it like a Euro trash villain, but you couldn't understand quite where he was from. Yes. But it was kind of like Die Hard on a Mountain. Right. Now it's going to be Lady Die Hard on a Mountain. <laughs> That's right. Why? Why not make it a like kind of sequel where it's like she's his daughter and shit like that? Like I, I go for that kind of thing where they connect them up. Yeah. But I'm not going for the whole like remake. Like, eh. but I honestly do feel like I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we may have found something you like. 
If it's vegan, it's all good. It's completely vegan. It's made from hops, barley, water. Are you supposed to have this expression after you drink it? Like, is that part of the thing? Yes. You look like you're doing a Joe Cocker impression, but still, it was very... <laughs> another deep cut no one gets. Here's another movie that's going to be awful. I'm sorry, that's unfair. Um, no, it's fair. I'm reading it now. I'm reading it over. It's fair. Mel Gibson has just signed on to play Santa Claus in an action comedy. See, now you know what it's like. Now Kevin's getting his own Guinness. One of us, one of us, one of us, one of us. Slancha. That's so good. I feel like a man. A man who doesn't like what's in his mouth. But it's taking me places. Yeah. It's interesting. For years, people have always been like, you're a stoner. Do you ever drink and smoke? I'm like, why? How can you improve fucking weed? I think we might have just found a way. Guinness for strength. That's yeah, why. Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, Mel Gibson's going to play Santa Claus in an action comedy. Did I oh, I can't that? wait. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's a drunken racist Santa Claus. That's the only thing I can imagine. Seth Rogen put up a tweet that said, <laughs> ho, 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 Holocaust denier. <laughs> Instead of a candy cane, Santa's going to leave sugar tits in the kids' uh, <laughs> stockings. Santa Claus apparently is a rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus in this film. Mm who's fighting his business that's in decline. Meanwhile, he runs into Billy, a neglected and precocious 12-year-old who hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. So it's one of them family crowd-pleasers. Yes. And that hitman is Rambo. Rambo yeah. 6. Um, I, do, you think, uh, do you think it happens? Do you think it goes forward? Is this for real? Apparently, it's getting a great reaction to it, the American, uh, not the American film, but the international film market, and they're, they're shopping for buyers at Cannes, they say, at the film market there. Do you want to see Mel Gibson play Santa Claus? Not really, no. No? Um, no, I, and not because I'm like, fuck Mel Gibson, I, don't, I just don't know if, I mean, didn't we see Bad Santa once already? Yeah, I think, we've, I think we have plenty of Santa movies, it seems like. I think we're good. We get it. Um, but he's back, huh? All's forgiven, Gibson? Yeah. I don't know. He did a movie with uh, Sean Penn that didn't really make any uh, any splash. And then he did that Will Ferrell movie, too, didn't he? With oh, yeah. Mark that actually made some money. Uh, Worst Dads or something, whatever that yeah. was called. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who are awful, Justin Bieber's in the news, believe it or not. Can we have a little something? Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Sounds so much better over here. It's so good. I was just saying, it, it's so, so good to be in the home of the cunt. Because if you say that word in America, you get a lot of side eye and like, oh my God, you're such a pig. But here, it's just, they appreciate a good cunt. Yeah. They sing it. Oh, it's well done. Well done. So the little cunt's in the news this week. He was at the Coachella Music Festival there in California recently. Hopped up on skates. You don't like Coachella either? What, did Bono play Coachella once? <laughs> How is your hate growing as the evening progresses? 
Is Emperor, Emperor Palpatine here? <laughs> Feel it growing within you. Uh, he jumped on stage to join Ariana Grande, and they performed his song called Sorry. He had a hit song called Sorry, and that's the song they were performing. And he took a lot of shit because it turns out he was lip-syncing to his own song. On stage at the Coachella Music Festival. I'm seriously drunk. I'm not even fucking around. <laughs> it really, I don't drink ever, so it doesn't take much. And this shit's like thick as mud. And fucking, so you're just I hearing feel, words, nothing really sinking in? It's, it's the best show I've ever been at. I, <laughs> I'm, uh... And now you know why we drink, Kevin, because everything is that good. I'm, I'm in it, but I'm watching it, too. Like, yeah. Solange or whatever. Salon. That's where you get your hair cut. It's not a toast. Beyonce. Slancha no. means to your health. In oh, slancha. Yeah, slancha. Um, so anyway, he was getting a lot of shit from people, and he got very upset about it. But look at this video. I'm going to show you some video of Justin Bieber. The song comes out of the speakers before the microphone goes to his mouth. That's how you can tell that he's lip syncing. It makes kind of the face that you're making right now at the performance. I just can't imagine. Like, is this the face everyone makes when they drink it? When you're 12 and you have your first one, (laughs) yes. Here's Justin Bieber. Take every single piece of Whoa. Oh, shit. One more time. Take every single piece of Oh, I forgot. I had a microphone in my head. One more time. Take every single piece of the blame. Yeah, fuck him. Now, was he was he scheduled? He wasn't scheduled. He, it was a guest performance with Ariana Grande. So he was scheduled. Well, they had conversations about it. It was going to be a big surprise. She brought him up on stage. He said he's retiring from music for a while, so this was going to be a big deal. Oh. Well, obviously not. Well, he's retiring from singing, obviously, but not retiring from music. <laughs> so some people took shots at him, and he was very upset. And he wrote, this is great. Imagine if you spent half the time you spend laughing at other people's expense, actually building people up and encouraging people. How much positivity could you bring? Think about how awesome it felt for me to be on that stage after being away for so long and the excitement and joy it gave me of doing the thing I love the most. You weren't doing it! (laughs) You were pretending to do it! If you love it so much, do it for real! Also, it's just like, he's never been criticized. He's like, how can you say bad things when I was having such a good time? What about me? What about my joy? Fuck the audience. I was having a good time pretending I was singing a song which I know and did a lot of times. Here's an idea. If you don't be criticized, sing! (laughs) Fucking cunt. All right, uh, Kevin and I are both huge geeks. I get the sense some of you folks are, too. So we do a segment each and every episode called The Geek News. Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kev's Geek News. Batwoman's going to be a TV series. They, are, uh, they have green-lit Batwoman. I don't fucking care. No, you don't. 
Now you've learned the second superpower that comes from Guinness, by the way. First, everything's really fun, and then, fuck it. I don't yeah, really care. Suddenly, there's a sense of, like, what's the fucking point, man? Um, no, this looks badass. Oh, my. Hold on. Oh, there's more. And a sidecar shot of some sort. They like you better. You got two drinks. So how does one do it? Do you drop it? Is this a car bomb? Are you ready to go to the next level, Kevin? <laughs> no, but I'll watch you do it. So wait, you've dropped that in there? I believe this is what they call here Jameson's, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Hold on a little second. <laughs> oh, fucking that's sweet. <laughs> We found your friend. He reeks of alcohol. <laughs> Just the way I like it. Slancha, everyone. Thank you for coming. Oh, so man. You're, you're I'm never to... leaving. I'm never leaving. I thought you were supposed to drop that in that and then pound it. No, you don't do that. No. No, Bono. You don't do that. <laughs> God, you people rule by fear, don't you? <laughs> Never conquered this island. Never conquered. Moy Orland. That's right. Uh, Batwoman's going to be a TV series, and so is Katie Keene, which is a spinoff of the Archie Comics character on Riverdale. And Nancy Drew is also going to be a new show on the CW, too. So a lot of chicks coming to the CW, and Batwoman's going to fuck them all, I bet. <laughs> Katie Keene is a, a Riverdale spinoff? That's yes. from the Archie world? Yes. Katie Keene's going to meet Josie McCoy, who wants to start a musical career. Ooh, I wonder if there's another spinoff in the offing. When she meets some pussycats, perhaps? Right? You just got me excited. Yeah. Um, and what's the third show? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. I like that. I support that. Remember when we were kids, they had the Hardy Boys, Nancy oh, Drew mysteries? Oh, I had a thing for Nancy Drew. She was yeah. hot. She was smart, too, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> she was smart enough to choose being hot. That's what I'll tell you. Uh, there's a little movie called Avengers Endgame that's doing very well for itself. And one of the film's directors, Joe Russo, is in the film. He plays a, uh, the Marvel's first gay character in that film. He's the guy in the group therapy session where he's talking about going on the date and made it After halfway he through lost before he started crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was recently being interviewed about the movie, and they said, is that the first gay character in the Marvel Universe? And he said, well, yeah, openly gay. He said, there are other characters in the universe that we are going to find out are gay. And people went, Phew. he said, it's going to happen in an upcoming Marvel film that a character that you're very already familiar with will come out as a, as a homosexual. Who do you think it is? Thanos. <laughs> think of it. He's got those balls on his chin all the time anyway, right? No doubt. Yeah. Um, who, uh, who? I can't, I, I, I can't imagine. Bucky. Oh, Bucky. Yeah. Fucky, that's what I'd call him. Do you think it'll be a, a male or a female? I'm guessing female. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, do, does did so? Did I hear somebody yell Captain Marvel? Is that a thing? Oh, that would make sense. That would make sense. A little bit. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. A, we're not having a contest. You don't win a prize if you name the right fucking character. It's a nobody gets Bono. Yeah, it's Bono. <laughs> 
And speaking of Avengers Endgame, James Cameron swallowed his enormous ego and tweeted out congratulations to the Avengers for making more money than Titanic this week. That's right. They beat Titanic. There's only... Jesus Christ, I am fucking drunk. Like, I am fucking around. You're going to have to get me home and shit. That's my plan, big boy. Um, Yeah, man. uh, They beat Titanic, but there's one more to go, and that's Avatar. Avatar. And they... They, they, that was long thought to be ungettable because the business is just different all people love blue cats that's why exactly <laughs> but uh, they may now actually have a shot oh they're going to be yeah it, it I looks think. like they can yeah. do it given the timeline I mean it took I think Titanic 47 days or something to make a billion dollars they've done it in I don't know 15 16 days so yeah it's going to and happen. also I mean like not to gild their lily but they're doing it in an era where there's a lot more competition Absolutely. than both Titanic and Avatar had. Like, people are like, I'd rather stay home and watch it. Oh, Another for fuck's one? sake. I have to come? He's all threatening, pointing and yeah. shit. Yeah. Come I'll here, big boy. Oh, you got to earn it first. Oh, you want to kiss? What's going on? Hold on. It's fucking Bono. Get out of here. We see right through you. You know, if your date works out, guys, we'll pay for another one. I promise. This, this is, this is uh, how fucking... What a small, wonderful world. So whenever I do an episode of the CW shows, and I've directed seven of them, I've done three Flashes and four Supergirls. Yes. There's a little piece... Thank you. There's a, it's... Trust me, I don't deserve any credit. It's so easy, and it happens without me and shit like that. And most days, I'm sitting around talking while it's happening. And yeah. But I've done seven, and so every time one happens, there's a first one happened, there's this piece of artwork that I've loved. I saw, I said, oh my God, that looks fantastic and stuff. And Will Wilkins got a copy for me, and so I hung it in my office. And then every subsequent episode I did... There was another. Oh, I've seen this. It's kind of you blank face, but yes, it's, yes, in my it's, office. Beautiful you were, he beautiful was just work. in my office fairly recently. Yes. This is the artist right here, man. Wow. So awesome. And what's your name, sir? Uh, my name is James Wynn. James Wynn. James Wynn. And are you an artist here locally in Dublin? Uh, no, I'm from Carlo, which is about an hour south from here. And you're a professional artist? Is that what you do? Not professional. Hobby. Hobby mostly. Get, get a job. You're fucking good. Do that instead. Excellent work, sir. Thank you for coming out to the show. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I, I, I love these. These are in my office, and they provide me such joy. I look over to the right, and I'm like, oh, I have been busy. And yes. This, so thank you for this. How awesome, man. But you have no accent. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. does he? Yeah. Say yeah. something long. Go ahead. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All they have to do is say thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank and you I'm for like, signing oh, my posters. Irish as hell. I'm going to take that home with me from now on, though. I'm going to fucking do that in America. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very harsh fucking way to say th- thank you. You know, like... They're like, all right, all right, I feel thanked. Fuck. You talk like that in America, they'll think you had a stroke. <laughs> Don't like, do that. What happened to your age? I'm like, I lost it in Ireland. Thank, thank you. Thank you for I'm paying $30 for that. No, it sounds like you had some embolism or something. Don't do that. 
Here it's good. It's the people. It's the land. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, one last uh, geek story. The news this week was, speaking of Avengers Endgame, we learned a lot about Peter Parker and what happens to him after that film. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> you're fucked, because we're going to watch the trailer now, and all kinds of shit happens that you probably didn't want to know. But, um, no, I, I think the, the ban is over, right? The spoilers ban is over. We can move forward. Now? Absolutely. And also, I, I think this was incredibly smart of their marketing campaign to be like, all right, like... Moving know, on. Yeah. And Life's for the living. And we're in the business of, like, these stories are connected and stuff. And still, it's a major feat. Everyone seems to forget that, like, these are two different studios that are playing nice with each other. Crazy. Like, one is essentially advertising for the other, essentially. But one is benefiting enormously off a billion-dollar movie that they didn't make. And that's so, the thing. Smart. is like, that Spider-Man movie has a chance. Do you remember, like, Iron Man 3 happened after Avengers? And right. It was kind of like Avengers, you know, 1.5, because people were still pumped about Avengers, so Iron Man 3 did more than Iron Man 2. I think it's going to be the same effect here, man. And, and also... We'll talk about it after the trailer. We're going to watch the trailer? Yes, we are. There's something that I didn't notice in the trailer. I jumped online and did a reaction video. But there's something that like I didn't see that everyone's pointed out to me that we could talk about afterwards. Well, I wanted to watch it with all of us in the room. Yeah! Today. So what do you say? Let's dim the lights and watch the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. Yeah, bitch. Shut up, shut You going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, Darks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think he <laughs> really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel? Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my God. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? Yeah, bitch! I gotta get you guys 
out of here. Get on the jet. Who are you? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. <laughs> New plan. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Now, the thing I didn't notice is, uh, and everyone online, of course, absolutely did, is the... The coffee uh, cup? The yeah, glass. I saw that, too. I saw that coffee that cup. The, Way uh, out of place. The glasses he's wearing. The Iron Man glasses, right? They're Tony Iron Stark glasses. from Civil War. So somebody pointed out, like, clearly... Like, my, my theory, of course, is... And is I know nothing. I'm like everybody else. But I've written Mysterio for the comics and shit like that. So based on that, I'm like... There's no way. Thank you. There's no way on earth he's the fucking good guy. Mm-hmm. He's no. He's setting. He's setting us that's up. That's what he does. He's pretending to be, yes. and then he's actually working towards his own ill-gotten gains. So somebody suggested that, like Peter, when he puts on the glasses, that it not only the shows him reality, but then somebody pointed this out, and I'm like, I hope to fucking Christ this is true. I I I hope so, and I hope that they're keeping it quiet. And then we, because why would you put it in the trailer and right. shit? So it could be a big surprise. But like, maybe, maybe he puts on the glasses and the AI that talks to him is Tony Stark. <gasps> right? Wouldn't that fucking like take all my money? Oh. And what a great surprise. Peter, if you're hearing this, it means I'm no longer around. Right? Yes. Yes. And the glasses also. Let him see through MJ's clothes when he's looking at her. That would be awesome, too. Like, a wooga, his eyes come out of his head. I'm telling you. It would be a way to keep him alive. And what an easy acting gig. You just have to show up in your pajamas. Show up in the booth. Yeah, you don't even have to fucking, like, uh, get dressed and shit. I hope so. That'd be an amazing way to keep it alive. They kept that secret and shit like that. I always felt like, ooh. Until now, until you ruined it for all of us. Thanks, that's a guess. Man. And that's not even, I didn't guess it. I read it on the internet. But I hope the internet's right. Sometimes the internet can be really cool. Yeah, I've heard that. About I really. haven't seen it personally, but I've heard no, that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Before we go home, boys and girls, we've got one last bit of business. I know. We got to. Thank you. Uh, we got to leave, unfortunately, but not before I drink this beer. <laughs> You, you may be familiar with an actor by the name of Liam Neeson. Word is on the street, he, he has an noise here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Liam Neeson walked out on stage and delivered the top, top, the top five facts about his penis? That would be awesome. We don't have that kind of pull. No, we don't. But we can do the next best thing. We can tell about Liam Neeson's cock. We can do that. That's right. This is also newsworthy because just recently the Irish Post put out a list of your favorite actors and how they compared penis size wise. You want to see the graphic that was in the Irish Post just Fuck recently? Yes. Let's take a look at that. There you go. There's all the different actors and their penis size. Your buddy right, Ben Affleck is fifth, by the way. I want to let you know that. Fifth biggest? Yeah, fifth biggest. I've seen it. Hard? No. All right, then. What do you think they have? Word on the street. This is how they shake down. Ben Affleck, number five. Omar Epps. 
Jason Siegel at number three, then Liam Neeson, then Michael Fassbender at number one. Jason Siegel's got a big hog as well? It sure felt big. <laughs> I mean, what I've heard from other people who have so, had sex with him that aren't me. So the whole finish of our show is predicated on Liam Neeson, but he's not even the biggest. Well, let's sally forth with our facts, shall oh, we? we shall. Yeah, all right. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It read the Irish Post and ate Michael Fassbender. <laughs> so now it's officially number one. There's our answer. Yeah. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? The Blarney Stone kissed it. That's how big it is. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It drank Temple Bar dry. Can you believe that? That seems impossible. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It filled Slane Castle. <laughs> there was no audience. It just filled Slane Castle. <laughs> and lastly, oh, I'm afraid of this one. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? You two finally found what it was looking for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Dublin, have you had a good time this evening? What a lovely bit of crack this was. Thank you so much. My God, I can't thank you enough for coming out, but there is no show without the man to my left. Give it up for Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. And let's hear it for my good friend and babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babble the fuck on. Good night, Ireland! This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>